Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Cosmos Country. On this week's episode, I will discuss the latest MPSL Pro news, and Carlos Mendez has been inducted into the Long Island Soccer Player Hall of Fame, and I have some audio of his speech that I will play later in the show. Let's kick off the show with this quote from New York Cosmos forward Bloody Bartage. I asked him, how was the first day of preseason? And he had this to say, it's been a long wait, and now we are back to work for a long season. And keep in mind that 2019 Cosmos preseason is the start of a new era. Finally, we will be playing independent soccer without the control of the United States Soccer Federation. The Cosmos time in the North American Soccer League, it felt like that was independent soccer. That there was owners that came together and wanted to um, not have rules like Major League Soccer. They didn't want to have single entity. They wanted to have the owners own a share in the league and it worked to a certain extent but to the end of the modern day North American Soccer League it fell apart because the owners were not on the same page they were doing their own things in different markets and they never really came together it felt like maybe a Cosmos owner was not on the same page with the Deltas and the Deltas came in and they thought that they were going to be successful and maybe they didn't prepare to lose money right soccer is a business But the owner has to have deep pockets. That's the thing. An owner has to have deep pockets to fund the team even when they're losing money. And Rocco has a lot of money. He's a billionaire. And now we will be playing in a league that is community-backed. And I think that's the most important thing is that some teams in the NASL, maybe they weren't supported by their market 100%. Maybe they weren't supported by their community 100%. But I feel like the likes of Chattanooga FC, Detroit City FC, the politicians, the local residents, they buy into physically and mentally. They talk about the team every single day. They're on social media talking about it. Um, They're telling friends to buy a share in Chattanooga FC or buy tickets. So it feels like in MPSL Pro, we will finally have um, community-supported clubs all coming together, and hopefully, and it feels like this, And this is how it seems on the outside looking in that all the owners in uh, the 2019 inaugural Founders Cup are all on the same page. The the Detroit City FC owner, he came out and said that uh, they're on a conference call every single day. And that's great to hear because they're talking every single day. And in the sports world, you have to remember this, in the sports world, things change every single day. So the league could have planned for something And things might change. Maybe a club doesn't want to play. Maybe um, something happened with the league or a sponsor or whatever. Things change every single day and you need to communicate on a daily basis. Talking about clubs in MPSL Pro, 
California United Strikers FC was an announced team for the Founders Cup, but they put out a tweet and they said to clarify a previous tweet, California United Strikers FC has withdrawn from NPSL and Founders Cup. Our club remains growing and strong. We wish NPSL the best of luck moving forward as we pursue all professional league options for our club. So I believe that they're still playing in the UPSL, which is a league sanctioned by the United States Adult Soccer Association. That's not a professional league. That's a semi-pro league that you can't pay your players in that league. So they were trying to make that jump up to the professional level or to professionalize their market. However, the league tries to uh, spin it. It's still a professional league with professional staff, professional players. Um, but it's very interesting that Chris Kilvin, you can follow him on Twitter at Kilvin, K-I-V-L-E-H-A-M, he tweeted on March 2nd, hearing that the MPSL Founders Cup has a replacement for Cal United, Napa Valley 1839 is understood to be the club that will step up, giving the cup to North Cal teams and bringing them back to five in the West and 11 overall teams. That hasn't been officially announced. California United Strikers, they released on their Twitter the announcement. The league hasn't said anything, and Chris is coming in with this great news that Napa Valley 1839 is understood to be the club that will step up, giving the Cup to North Cal teams and bringing them back to five in the West and 11 overall teams. That's the best thing about this partnership with the MPSL and the Founders Cup and in the full professional season in 2020, there's a big group of clubs that are community-supported and that can one day hopefully make the step up to the next level, which is MPSL Founders Cup. Napa Valley, I think they've been around for uh, a couple of seasons in the MPSL, but I'm looking forward to hearing this official announcement real soon. Um, but the other thing is, is that I don't know if it's easy for them to make that jump up to the Founders Cup because they probably planned for the summer season, which all the clubs do because that's a league that they play in. And that's just regional travel. So I don't know how professional their organization is. Do they pay their staff? Do they have paid players already? Um, I think that will be very interesting because I think Peter Wilt put this out there a couple of years ago. He said that I think it takes uh, 12 to 13 months to launch a professional team. That's not just signing players. That's to get the community behind you, get sponsors, sell tickets, maybe secure a stadium. It's very difficult for a semi-pro team to make that step up because they haven't been paying their players. They haven't uh, maybe been charging a lot more for tickets or sponsors, things like that. So I think it's very interesting to see uh, the buildup for Napa Valley with this last-minute addition to the Founders' Cup. Or maybe they have been um, talking about this the whole time. Maybe they've been considering making this step up in the future. I think we have to wait and see on this one, and I will have you covered on next week's episode if there are any developing uh, news or rumors coming out on the MPSL Founders Cup and the member clubs as well because it's really exciting to see clubs coming together for one purpose, and that's to maybe further their club to the next level. You have areas, you have towns in this country that will never see a major league soccer team they will never have a USL team or a NISA team, but they can have a MPSL team. They can have a UPSL team or 
a amateur team sanctioned in their state leagues. And that's a problem with U.S. soccer, but this is a major problem, but it's a small fight in the lower divisions. But if this is successful, if MPSL Pro is successful, I think a lot of people will uh, sit up and take notice. But you will always have those haters. You will always have those MLS fans that don't want to accept the problems, that don't want to accept um, the problems in lower division soccer or with the Cosmos or with whoever. Because lower division soccer, it stops clubs from going far. It stops them from furthering their brand. You can only go so far. The Cosmos can only sign so many big-name players. But in the Premier League, you sign big-name players like Manchester United. They sign Pogba, and they can sell X amount of shirts, and they can make millions of dollars. They can make that transfer fee back. In U.S. soccer, there's no such thing. You can't sign Pogba for $80, $90 million because that would be a waste of money because you're probably not making $90 million. In the Premier League, they have the television deals, the sponsors. The spotlight is on them. And I don't think U.S. soccer will ever get to that level, um, even with promotion and relegation. And I know a lot of people might say, well, with promotion and relegation, it will help the pyramid 100%. I fully support that because we need promotion and relegation, and I don't want to get into this conversation, but I'm just trying to prove a point here that U.S. soccer is far from that, and we all know that. Not far from pro-rel, but we're far from having that greater revenue streams. And once we have that, I think U.S. soccer will be very, very exciting to watch. We will even the playing field and say, well, now maybe Chattanooga has a chance to play in the top division. They have their revenue streams over time to sign decent players and sign big-name players. They can further their brand. Each club can have their own philosophy. Do they want to develop youth players and things like that? Now it's a complete mess. You have teams that want to get paid their solidarity fees, but U.S. soccer is saying that they don't follow that. How can uh, a FIFA uh, sanctioned country and federation not follow that rule? So it's a complete mess, um, but I really, really do hope that MPSL Pro is very successful because this is the start of something new. This is a new era for the New York Cosmos. This is a new era for U.S. soccer as a whole. Because like I said earlier, you will always have haters. You will always have people doubting uh, the Cosmos and their future. But the future will be bright if this is a successful league that is not intervened by U.S. soccer. Because there are lawsuits currently. And I'm really looking forward to, to those hearings and to see what comes from those lawsuits. Because... That's what we're all fighting for. We're fighting for a change in U.S. soccer. And once we get that change, the potential for U.S. soccer is endless. You can have lower division clubs getting promoted. And maybe now U.S. soccer can't sanction professional leagues and teams anymore because they wouldn't have a say. That's what the North American Soccer League is fighting in court. I got a email, and you can email the show at firstteampod at gmail.com from Neil Shapiro. He's a listener of First Team Podcast, and I want to thank Neil for sending in this email. He said, Hi, John. I just listened to the podcast. Again, great job. What is shocking was the amount of negativity that came from other supporters of clubs in the MPSL. There is a harsh reality that not every city in the country is going to have a D1 professional soccer club. Notice I did not say Major League Soccer. By having the Cosmos, 
in the MPSL. Again, it is about having the credibility that is going to bring additional benefits. If there is a broadcast deal, all teams and their players are going to have greater exposure. People need to realize that Rocco owns a media company and has the resources to get that done. Concerning the U.S. Open Cup, I agree with you. For all your listeners, they need to check out www.thecup.us. I did some volunteer work for them over the last few years. It is the most comprehensive coverage. All the best, Neil. Thanks, Neil, for the email once again. Yeah, the Cosmos do give the NPSL credibility, and I think that's why people are talking about it, right? Because if it was just Chattanooga and Detroit City FC and um, another team from the NPSL making a step up, I don't think that many people will be talking about it or there wouldn't be that much excitement behind it. Now you have Miami FC, Ricardo Silva, another billionaire, owns that team. Rocco Camiso, another billionaire, owns the New York Cosmos. There is a rivalry between Miami FC and the Cosmos from the North American Soccer League days. Um, So I think it's very, very exciting, and I hope it is a success. On the broadcast deal, yeah, I think a lot of people are not talking about that. Ricardo Silva, that's his business. He sold part of it, I believe, but he buys broadcast rights and he sells them on. So Ricardo Silva, Rocco, they know how it works in the media world, and for sure there will be some sort of a distribution of um, MPSL Pro matches for sure. Um, concerning the U.S. Open Cup, I think that's a great website. And that's the sad part is that there's not a main platform. There's not a main media outlet to go to for U.S. Open Cup talk or just soccer talk in general. There is Sirius XMFC, but that's behind a paywall and you have to have that radio in your car. Not everyone has that. Um, so a lot of people rely on podcasts, and that's a great thing because you're hearing authentic content from the source, from people on the ground, and not from, for example, Tony Mayola talking about the Cosmos, which he probably doesn't have any interest in the Cosmos at all, which is sad, but he's a local guy, but he probably doesn't care for the Cosmos or the NASL or MPSL Pro, and that's why we need to rely on podcasts and blogs and fan sites And I think that's a good thing as well because, like I said, you get to talk to you and you get to hear from people on the ground who care for what they're talking about. We have a listener question from at NYC Sports Punk, hashtag Ask the First Team. Is there any more information on the Jesters and Cal United FC situations? Is Napa Valley 1839 a possible replacement? So I sort of answered that question. Chris has great sources in the league, and he's the one that revealed that Napa Valley is a possible replacement or will replace uh, Cal United. The league has been really silent. A lot of people might say that that's a good thing. I'm not sure really because behind the scenes, they are working on clubs, maybe sponsors, broadcast deals. So radio silence doesn't mean that they're not doing anything. And I think a lot of people believe that, that just because someone's not posting something on social media or someone's not having interviews every single day, that they're not making progress. But I think they are making progress, and maybe they don't want to announce it until it's official, until they sign the paper. I think the most interesting thing to find out is, what did Cal United sign? Did they pay an expansion fee yet? Did they sign a letter of intent to join the league? Did they pay an expansion fee? Did they sign a contract that they already joined the league? I remember in the North American Soccer League, you had to pay an exit fee 
So Cal United, they never participated in the league. I don't think they signed any players as well. So I don't know how far they got into the process because they were announced as a team, but they never really made any progress as a club. So they're just pursuing other professional opportunities, which I guess is a normal statement for a club. Like I said earlier, U.S. soccer is changing every single day. So maybe they thought, well, hey, MPSL Pro was a great uh, opportunity, but now maybe they want to join NISA or they want to join a different league. Maybe they want to join USL one day. Who knows what they want to do? But you have to keep in mind that in this new league, in MPSL Pro, sanctioned by the United States Adult Soccer Association, there still will be um, a roller coaster ride. There still will be ups and downs. But for the Cosmos, I hope it's more ups than downs. Because the Cosmos need to build a foundation. They need to secure a home as soon as possible, announce that, sell tickets, secure sponsorships, and really circle off their their section of New York City and call that Cosmos country. And say, hey, maybe Astoria, Queens, or Soho, or downtown Manhattan. That's our area. That's where we're going to... Um, maybe player matches. That's where we're going to do this. That's where we're going to get sponsors and, and we're going to meet with our supporters and and really make the New York Cosmos a brand every single day for 365 days of the year and not when they're playing. Because soccer teams throughout the world, it's a religion, it's a lifestyle. And I feel like in America, it's the same way to a certain extent to some fans, but the clubs have to start that initiative. They need to create a brand for the whole year and be a part of the community, that's when I think people will come, people will will believe in the club, and will support them 100%. I am back in the Cosmos. I love the Cosmos, and I hope them well, and I hope the players and the staff well in preseason, and I hope we can lift uh, silverware this season. Here is audio, courtesy of Michael Lewis from FrontRowSoccer.com. Check him out frontrowsoccer.com, a great website. He used to write for a website called bigapplesoccer.com. I don't think it exists anymore, but he is the go-to person for all New York City soccer news, NYCFC, Red Bulls, Cosmos. We are your Cosmos one-stop shop, um, but he is your New York soccer um, guy, basically. Frontrowsoccer.com. So here is some audio. He took a video of it. You can check it out on his website, frontrowsoccer.com. He has the full video, but I'm going to make you hear, and I'm going to play it right now, about a minute of Carlos Mendez's speech when he was being inducted into uh, the Long Island Soccer Player Hall of Fame. And I want to congratulate Carlos Mendez because as the first player signed, as the captain of the New York Cosmos, and now the head coach of the New York Cosmos, he's a role model and a person that all young soccer players in New York City should look at and follow. He didn't get drafted by a major league soccer club. He worked his way up to be successful. And now he is back with his hometown club, living in Long Island, and um, I guess living the dream, right? Coaching the New York Cosmos, a very historic club, and going into a new era. Very important for the club, because hopefully the club will be around for 50 to 100 years, playing in a very successful league, and not fighting every single day with the United States Soccer Federation. So here is the audio of Carlos Menezes' speech. Is this, is being from Long Island, is my community. I didn't have, when I came out of college, I didn't get drafted. I came back to Long Island Rough Riders. 
I was lucky enough to have a coach and watch players like Chris who lit the fire in me from a young age to say, this is what I want to do. And I fell in love with it. And then to have the best coaches around and to have a family and a support system. And for the Long Island Rough Riders to give me an opportunity and work my way up. And for me, it came full circle. As Coach Gio, another, another person, another player that I grew up idolizing, called me up and said, please come back and play for the New York Cosmos. It was an easy decision for me. So the Cosmos have given me the opportunity to come back home and I retire here. And now, the next stage of coaching, which paying it forward and it's been, I know I haven't been at it too long, but I've had an incredible experience. So thank you to, to Joe and the New York Cosmos. And I just want to say again, Chris, we had a conversation last year. It's, it's not easy when you finish a career and, and you're kind of looking forward and, and thinking about what you're going to do and where you want to coach or, you know, you love the game and it's, you, you've been a big help. And all I can say is I know I'm going to be all right because of the people in this room and the community and what I grew up as. And I just want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart. This is a, a, a huge honor, and uh, thank you guys. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. You can follow First Team Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod. Check out our website, firstteampod.com. We will have some content out real soon because the Cosmos are in preseason. I wish them the best of luck. Hopefully we can lift some silverware. I want to see some trophies. Um, and we need to win matches. We need to go far in the playoffs. And I'm really looking forward um, to the season. I'm looking forward to the summer as well, supporting the boys in green. Hopefully we can have a guest on the show next week and get their thoughts on the state of the New York Cosmos, the state of U.S. soccer. We'd love to get thoughts on uh, this new league, MPSO Pro. We don't know what players think every single day. Um, a lot of that is not put on social media, so we would love to see and sit down with the Cosmos player and ask the difficult questions, I guess. So you can email the show, tweet us at First Team Pod, Facebook at First Team Pod, and tell us who you want to hear on the show next week, and we will make it happen. So thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. And before I go, I just want to let you know, and this is breaking news, Rocco Camiso is one of eight New Jersey billionaires to make the elite Forbes list, according to Patch New Jersey. So you can check out our Twitter account. We have the link there. Eight New Jersey billionaires make elite Forbes list. Um, the 33rd annual Forbes list of the world's billionaires includes eight residents from New Jersey. So Rocco Camiso is one of eight New Jersey billionaires to make the elite Forbes list according to Patch, New Jersey. Rocco is a very rich man. I'm really thankful that he is the owner of the New York Cosmos, committed owner, loves soccer, loves the Cosmos, loves New York, and I'm wishing you all the best, Rocco, and the New York Cosmos staff this season in 2019. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it, and as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout-out to the five points. Borough boys of Benadel Cosmos and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York's green and white. What we bleed, you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it and I'm playing. The fact of it is the rap from tear attacks, hash and bliss. Reacts tap me win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's tag the wing, holding back to stand through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Fancy crew. Down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you about the views. Like Shouting cues allowed to you without the dudes. Out my cruise, I'm 
check that's no excuse each session a lesson it's not about perfection the work's the test and f's connected like a method not breathless after training something's gotta be corrected rushing and acceleration at the start's most suggested infected with greatness potential is spacious out the world just face it the work becomes contagious some may say we made it but now we just begun sorry if you hate it because i can tell you that i'm far from done